So you're a fan of Atlanta United. And you heard ATL on Fire has crazy insights to your favorite team. Or maybe you're just here for the crazy. Amar said it? You've got to be kidding me. Nah, I'm here to produce, keep the sanity, and of course, drink wine. Or maybe to hit the buttons. And crank up the crazy. Whatever you're here for, we're going to talk about it all. I'm Dave Cass. I'm Mikey Dobbs. And I'm Carmen Butler. And this is... The ATL on Fire Podcast Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of ATL on Fire, the podcast where we talk all things Atlanta United Football Club. As always, I'm joined by Dave Katz and Carmen Butler, and we have a special guest, Carmen's son, Ty, who's going to talk a little MLS refereeing, maybe some rel promo. So how's everybody doing this evening? Hello, welcome Tyson to the podcast. Yes, my my (laughs) older son. Yeah, so y'all know I like watching soccer, but they actually watch like, you know, around the world and are really into it. So I thought I'd bring Tyson by to... Awesome. Plus, Talk we don't want to give it away, but Tyson's a, a, wor- a world-class referee. <laughs> I hope. I hope. <laughs> so hopefully we can get some insights into what you think about MLS refereeing and maybe a little little bit about some of the rules later on. Okay. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's super excited. Can't you tell? <laughs> there are no rules, Mikey Dobbs. Oh, and no, wait. That's the podcast. MLS does have rules. There's no rules, but there's only <laughs> one rule about this podcast, and that's that you bring a lovely wine okay, yeah. to oh, each yeah. of these shows that... Even though I won the bet. I've totally forgotten about any sort of bet. <laughs> so the bet, dear podcast listeners, if you will recall. Carmen won the bet. Well, Carmen really won the bet um, yes. because we were betting about what the outcome would be. And Carmen said, one, one. What are you, Notre Dame? I'm, I'm a genius. You you are, yeah, me? I did call a you genius. a genius. You are a yeah. genius. I appreciate that. Wow. Yeah. Well, you got to keep it going, though. A lot of pressure building. <laughs> I and I do think the recording, to be fair, I said in my heart, I thought it would be a tie. But Yeah, after I, I did, told I, you we never <laughs> went on the road. I did, yeah. I changed my mind after you're like, we never went on the road. You said we were going to win, and I said, yeah. what? Yeah. We have won three games yeah. in the road in the last two seasons. So I said, you have only two options. I said, loss or tie. And you're like, uh, yeah, probably a tie, but I'm still going with the win. And so yeah. then I said, other, I'll take yeah. other. Yeah. And I so, never actually said whether I thought we were going to win or tie. You did not. I even asked you. Had I been pushed, I probably yeah. would have said tie. I, I always uh, try to make bad bets. Just for fun. I, and I, I love that about you, Mikey Dobbs. <laughs> what's amazing, yeah. what's <laughs> remarkable is that Mikey Dobbs lost the bet, and yet I still brought the wine. That's how it works. <laughs> so who's the real winner here? Uh, okay, sorry. We don't want to derail you. No, no. So we, we've got a little bit to talk about this evening. Um, and, you know, before we get into we that, I guess. Start with the wine or start, with our sponsor? Let's start with the wine. Let's start with the wine. What okay. are we drinking? We're drinking a Petit Petit. A Petite Petite, and we've so had this That's a clever before. name, right? So it's a Petite Syrah. It's from it's Lodi, it's California, right? And, you know, the ironic part about it is Petite, you know, I mean, small and, you know, sort of wimpy and whatever, but this is wine is anything but that. And yeah. it's a Petite Syrah, so they call it Petite Petite. Mm-hmm. And it's a joke because it's a huge wine. It is ah. very huge. Anyway. It's very rich. Uh, your, your whole mouth kind of gets spongy after a sip. Very good. And I'm drinking Diet yeah, okay. <laughs> which is also awesome. Ronaldo disagrees that that's a good idea, yeah. but <laughs> who cares about Ronaldo's opinion, right? right? And what about our sponsor? Ooh. Our sponsor, and we've got the awesome 
uh, animation back for you, da- uh, Dave. Uh, Wild Heaven Beer. We've got two locations here in Atlanta, one here in Avondale Estates and the other on the west side of town. Uh, always a good time for happy hours, especially now that it's summer. They've got a beautiful uh, outdoor area here in Avondale Estates. There's bands often. There's uh, somebody cooking food up there. Really, it's dog friendly. Get up there. This we summer. should do a beer tasting competition. Wild Heaven versus Wild Heaven. The two ah, different ah. locations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we really win. Yeah. We should totally do another podcast up there, though, very soon. Yeah. Um, or maybe from the other location. Yeah. And then we could bring some beer with us. And then we could be like, we've got better beer. And they're going to be like, what? You brought us beer? We went, yeah, we brought Wild Heaven. Emergency drinking beer. From the other location. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yeah, so we do need to go out there and broadcast again. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just talking to Nick's son. We were talking about a little of the game against Orlando. And it'd be fun to to get some guests on and get their opinion up there as well. So um, before we get started, um, we've got some things to talk about. I might go on a few rants. We want to recap the Orlando game. We're going to have our... Sec- Did we have a record number of rants in the last podcast? I think maybe. There was we a had lot a of- lot of the button pushing. It was a lot of button pushing. Carmen, it's- you're the official scorekeeper. Was it a record? I'm going to say yes. Excellent. I'm going to yeah. say right. yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to break the record oh. today. That's disappointing. Um, we're going to bring back Cat's Corner, Dave. Evidently, you've done a bunch of research that could take up maybe 15 podcasts Who, of me? time, what? 15 no. hours no. of notes. Must so have been someone else. Lots of research from Professor Katz on what he has found out about this team uh, through deep research. Um, we'll do a preview of the New England game. Uh, we'll again, talk a little bit about the refereeing and why there's no lines or technology in MLS VAR. Uh, we'll go maybe across the pond, talk about the finish of the season over in Europe, and then possibly back to the USA and talk about U.S. soccer, which we never seem to get to as we get <laughs> deep into the podcast. But, you know, I, I definitely want to rant a little bit. Um, the first thing I want to say in my rant is get it together, Atlanta United Media and comms, whoever does the post-game conferences or the the preview conferences, the audio is unbearable. You can't hear what they're saying. Mm. Uh, I tweeted about it earlier. A lot of people concur. Mm. I asked Doug Roberson to maybe ask them, like, it's clearly an issue. I may have my TV, like, turn up to 90. (laughs) And then when it's, like, just to be able to barely hear, like, the questions and answers. And then it flips to, like, ESPN FC, and it's like my speakers almost get blown. It's like, it's brutal. Come on. And somebody over there has to notice that. I mean, it's not balanced audio. Uh, so some, you know, outfits like the ATL on fire podcast have good sound. This is <laughs> welcome to ATL on fire. Yeah. Is that your radio voice? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and then, okay. Another rain. I don't know if you noticed in the Orlando game, Pineda was wearing almost like a purple blue okay. shirt. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. I was out. Well, outraged. It's a little strong, but yeah. yes. <laughs> How about some self-awareness? Thank are you kidding you. me? The little things. It's the little things right now that are killing me. Wait, and, you think he didn't know that Orlando is purple? But what's the issue, though? The color. You can't go to Orlando and wear purple. If you were a Man City fan, yeah. would you go as a coach to Man United and wear red? I no. mean, I went Pep to Guardiola Don- wearing red at Man United. <laughs> I mean, in Chambly Soccer's biggest game of the season, I went to Dalton. I wore a red shirt. I, I practically looked like I was a member of their team. And see, I bet uh, you somebody is outraged to this day. Yeah. Yeah. They're still that. talking about that guy. 
Yeah. 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 Chambly school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I texted y'all about soccer at all, but I was like, does he have a purple shirt on? I could have forgiven him. I could have forgiven him right then and there, but later on in the game, he gives Barry minutes again. Oh. And I don't know, like, if you guys have, you know, heard the stats on Barry, they're not good. We recapped it before. Now he's had 13 games. Uh, He's had zero goals, zero assists, and. Maybe one shot on goal. Carmen seems to remember one. I, I, I remember. I like I saw a shot on goal. I do remember one that was a perfect opportunity from the slot in we the can side net. That up. He and tossed a goal um, in the game against yeah. Chicago. Yep. Yeah, you do the foul. No, the defenders caused that goal, Tyson. <laughs> you got it all wrong. They, the there was three of them. Tripped they no tripped reason. him for no reason. Um, do you know, the, you know how long it's been since he scored an MLS goal? 33 games at this point. 30. Cuz he did score one in that one. games. Cuz that was a stat that was a stat you brought up before that game. So, so there's a rule in MLS games. that if you go 34 which is an official whole season without scoring, you're permanently banned from the MLS. You can never play again. I love that rule. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness somebody thank, thank goodness some rules in place. Uh, um I'm kidding people, but you know, I'm not. Like if you're okay. a forward and you don't go 32 consecutive MLS games without scoring, and you've gone for MLS, you know, for Atlanta United for your new team, and you haven't scored, you haven't assisted, you haven't hit the target. You're a forward. Yeah. Oh what, how do you keep playing somebody like that? Guys, we have somebody in the chat, Mr. Right. Brent Crawford, who appreciates that Miguel Berry did draw a red card last game and had a good drive and shot this game. I saw it. Yes. I think that's what Did I'm he get a red card? He, he drew, drew it. A red he card drew it last. from the, oh, the oh, right. It was the trip yeah. that caused it. But as we talked about in the podcast, it was a pretty soft red card yeah. that we gave up. But we, yeah, credit to him. Yeah, credit to him. <laughs> he like, did something that helped and, us. And he did like he did a dribble into the box this last game where he actually beat some people. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he the, beat like yes, three people. Three people. Yeah. But then like, that was no. shocking. But then it didn't, didn't go well. Didn't, didn't go well. He so. shot and he missed a goal, right? Yeah. I don't think uh, he blazed it high. Yakamakis would have scored the shot in this game either. No, but know. but yeah. Yakamakis at least does score and he yeah. does hit the target. <laughs> you got to put it on frame to have any chance. That's true. And you've got to shoot. You know, there's a lot of people talk about wasted strikers. You know, volume players who just shoot, 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 shoot. Fair enough, but <laughs> you know, he never shoots. Yeah. I, okay, I'm going to be optimistic. Because he's gonna... never on the ball. Because he never moves, right? Yeah. I mean, his usage is really bad. Yeah. Like, he never gets on the ball. They never find him. You guys are just hating too much on Miguel Barry. <laughs> Honestly. He really doesn't like the fact we, we Well, like, if be, because that. I deserve yeah, a chance. Tyson's I'm 48, nice. Tyson, exactly. and I deserve a chance at this point to get yeah. in there. That's what bothers Mikey me. Mikey does would at least shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least I would shoot it. At least I would be offside yeah. occasionally. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, true. Um, I would probably have a t- heart attack around five minutes in. But yeah. at least I would Maybe entertain you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mikey Dobbs is in. He pressured two defenders. He shoots it over the goal, and he has a heart attack. Wow, what an outing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you to uh, some of our new subscribers. We had a, a good run of subscribers. It looks like some folks are tuned in and asking questions. Thanks for joining Brent and uh, the crew that are online. Um, what do you want to talk about regarding the Orlando game, Dave, who ended up in a 1-1 draw, as we mentioned? What was your grade on our performance against 
a relatively good Orlando side, right? Like a, a decent. I think team. Orlando is a much better team, and you know, people. The question you can ask yourself is, why is Orlando a better team? Because they were terrible for years, right? In the last couple of years, they were pretty good. They made the playoffs, right? They won the um, the U.S. Open Cup, yeah. right? And it's you know what it is. I mean, there's they have a couple better players, but they've had you know they had the nannies of the world. They've had some other right. you know designated players who were good or whatever. The difference is the coach. Right, they finally got a really good coach, Oscar Bereja, and they're good. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I mean, it, you know, going back to our argument about you know how much does the coach matter, but this is a team, a franchise that couldn't get in the playoffs for nothing. They get a coach who's routinely in the playoffs, and what's going to win? Is it the club that never gets in the playoffs, or the coach who always gets in the playoffs? It's the coach who always gets in the playoffs, gets yeah. them in the playoffs. So they're a much better team, and I think they won it more in the first half at least. Yeah. yeah, well, well when, we were. when do players not want it, though? You know, that's yeah. like this problem with like this whole intensity urgency mm-hmm. thing. It's not like these guys are going out there consistently like, oh, I don't want, feel like playing soccer. I didn't like all that practice we put in this week. I'm not going to give it my all. That's the problem I have with a little bit of the narrative that Pineda continues to push as an excuse when the guys aren't up for it. They're not giving a little bit extra. Okay, that can happen on a, and from game to game yep. if – uh, you know, if you're coaching, if everything looks right in practice, which by all accounts, it seems to like people aren't, he said they look intense in practice right. and then they fall flat in the game, right. which is yeah. hard to believe. Yeah. And then people say we don't have leadership. Hard well, to believe. Um, it's, it's kind of, to me, it's co- yeah. as a coach, that sounds like coach speak, right? That, that we just lack intensity. Yeah. And well, particularly in this last game, cause you feel like we had three leaders on the team. I think, uh, Yakamaki started, right? So you got a leader in him just by yep. the way he plays. Almada, kind of your silent star who's, a, you know, using his skill. He didn't have a great game, or at least didn't stand out anyway. And then we had a surprise uh, entry of Brad Guzan. Certainly wasn't yeah. expecting him to come back that fast, right? Yeah. Well, we talk leadership, you know, so the best team in the world right now by far is Man City, right? Yeah. Who's the leader on Man City? Uh, well, you hmm. would probably say, uh, to some degree, the keeper. De Bruyne. I think a lot of people yeah. would say De Bruyne. I think he's the captain, but he doesn't talk that much. Yeah. He's kind nope. of a silent leader. I think he's got leadership qualities. Don't, but pe- don't people all turn back to that keeper, though, and be like, he's at least... Ederson? Ederson. I mean, I he's balking a little bit, but he I don't, doesn't seem like he's the leader of that team. Well, I mean, De Bruyne just is it? When they had Vincent player, Company, so. it was very clear. They yes. had a yeah. what, classic leader. He wore the captain's armband. Everybody was yeah. like, clearly afraid of him. But this team doesn't seem to me well, have any leader. I, I and would they're agree. phenomenal. Yeah. It might be Ruben Diaz as well. This yeah, Ruben Diaz could be. I mean, so I feel like it's shared. But I guess, Ruben Diaz could... You know, he's the kind of player who could be, but he's sort of soft-spoken. You don't see him talking that yeah. much. Like, yeah. I don't I, 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 You'd be hard-pressed to name a leader on that team, and yet, oh, my God, are they good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Ed Gundogan. Gundogan, yeah. Gundogan, yeah. yeah. But you're right. I think you're right. If you have a bunch of really good players. Good players, good you, coach, good team. It, yeah. <laughs> right. You don't necessarily need that one leader or right. couple leaders to be right. the, yeah. You know, because, you know, people say, oh, it's hard to quantify leadership. But, you know, I mean, when you need leadership, 
is when things are going badly. Yeah. You know, need someone to drag you out of it, right? That's but obviously Man City doesn't have things go badly very much. You don't really need a leader, right? And to be honest, if you would say, what does does Atlanta United need a leader right now? You know, maybe, but it's not like things are going so badly. We're in the tank. You know, we're out of the playoff spots. You know, we haven't done, I think, I've, really I've, well. I've had, but this, I've had this conversation with, like, Mills or somebody back back before around, mm-hmm. like, I almost feel like you do need, whether it's with the band or not, somebody in the backfield to be the vocal mm-hmm. captain on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that I don't feel like I'm, I would love it to be Miles Robinson. Mm-hmm. I just don't yeah. think that's his persona. I think he likes to just lead with playing and, and letting his feet do the work. But, you know, he doesn't bark at people. He's not screaming yeah. at people. Like when when stuff goes wrong, you see Brad Guzan. Guzan is clearly leading Guzan, in the back. Yeah. And Guzan seems like he's really yeah. And he always smart. has. He always has. Right? Like, he seems to know where a lot of the problems well, did you, are. Did you see in the, the field, he, he ran over to Pineda and was screaming at yeah, him. Yeah, he was trying beginning. to tell him some things. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's yeah. not a good sign, Dave. <laughs> I think that Guzan could be a terrific coach. Yeah. Uh, it's, he seems to have that in him, right? I yeah. would be interested, you know. That's a good call there. What do you think about my mom? Do you think she could be a good coach? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to coach one day, but yeah, we'll see about it. We've that. already got a contract, you and I. Oh, We're that's right. Coach. That's We've right. got to figure out the time. And Dobbs, too. This We're podcast is eating up all our free time. I don't know how Dave does it. He's a man of many hobbies. Yeah. Oh, Coach Katz. Um, What's one good coaching tip you could give just the random things? One good coaching tip. I mean, you know, it starts with player evaluation, right? And I mean, one thing that, that you can do as a coach, you got to be able to identify not just who are good players, but what are their individual talents or not, strengths and weaknesses, and put them in places that maximize their strengths and minimize their weaknesses. Right. So unlike uh, where... Luis Araujo was where you're complicating it with the inverted yeah. uh, winger where you could have just simplified everything for him on this team, yeah. played him out left, said, hey, superstar, really? Just let's start with this. We're going to play it to you on your front foot, and your job is to go down in the corner and whip in a, an amazing cross. It was interesting. After a while, uh, one of the reporters asked Pineda and said, you know, because there are a couple of moments where they switched and Araujo ended up on the left side and he looked really, really good. And one of the reporters said, you know, would you did you do that on purpose? Would you think about doing that? And he said that Pineda said that, well, things aren't going so well for him at the moment. We want to keep him where he's comfortable. I remember that. But hmm. that seems to me crazy if he's comfortable there <laughs> like you're letting the player say oh that's where i'm comfortable so i'm gonna play there you're the coach yeah right i mean yeah. and i'm not saying you 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 override players do like to think this is what i am or whatever but if you're a coach you go to a player and be like look i think you could do better I think this is your talent. These are the things that I would like to see from you and I think we could maximize them from here. Why don't you try it? Yeah. Do we, yeah. Do we have any intel on what how Arujo played before he got over here? Like he was, was inverted he, a little bit, a little I think, bit? in Lille, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um that's where it's Do you guys from. think Luis Arujo would have made a difference on Saturday? Hmm. Um <sighs> No. Not a big one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not a big one. We uh, got killed in the midfield, you know. I mean, we, we just they just won the territorial battle, basically. Yeah. 
And what did you think of the starting lineup? Stuff. The starting lineup was close to our best yeah. starting lineup. Yeah, I was right? like, I was shocked. We had the, you know, Hernandez is playing right fullback like I always wanted. Uh, in front of him was Lennon too, right? As I yep. had yeah. kind of predicted, which uh, I think will be the answer without Araujo yeah. at least for now. I agree. And then uh, we had uh, Miles and Parata, and then Gutman in the left fullback. Uh, Etienne was on the left. Yep. And then we had Sosa. Amada and Josetu, not Noah Barra. Like we always said that he'll never play a Barra and Sosa together. That would have been maybe the difference in our That's midfield. That's the crazy thing, right? That was our one. That's our one nitpicky thing is yeah. have a Barra in there versus I think Suzetu. he's done it once ever. Yeah. Um, and I think he was sort of forced yeah. because so many people were hurt. He played them both. So what, what was the big uh, tactical issue on uh, down in Orlando in your, your mind? Well, I mean, maybe this gets us. I mean, are we ready for Katz's corner? Yeah, let's go Katz's corner right now, since we're not going to, you know, pick nitpick the game away, right? Yeah. So I think this game, you know, is a classic example of all the things that are they're holding us back. So what I did was I I did an analysis of every goal that we scored and every goal that we conceded, and this is you know my uh, I I preface this by saying it's my own personal analysis, it's my own personal bias, et cetera, et cetera. So. Feel free to question what we're what we're talking about, right? So first of all, things that are non-biased, right? So first of all, we have scored going into this game, we had scored ten free kicks, right? We scored one this game, so that's eleven on the season. The closest other team in MLS has only scored five. So we're now five or six goals better than any other MLS team scoring on free kicks. So that's Almada. Amazing free kicks yeah. and it's corner kicks Set to oh, to the big three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Miles, Gigi, Parata. And, and Parata. And of course, even when we've gotten some headers from other people, like Gutman scored on a header off a corner, but um, we're dominant on corners. I mean, just dominant. The number of times we get a corner and we get something going towards the goal, it's almost all. Yeah, it's been right? good um, uh, set pieces this year. So we've only given up three free kick goals. So that's plus seven, right? Yep. And now plus eight, right? Because we scored one and gave it whatever. So maybe Carmen can pull up our goal differential, right? Okay. So if you look at the MLS table, oh, you'll cool. you'll see our goal differential. And, and you come back to it. I'll keep talking for now. But <laughs> the goal differential is fourth. Atlanta's 29 goals scored, 25 conceded. Yeah. I think that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Right? So all of our goal differential, everything and more, is all free kicks. Right? And the thing about free kicks is credit to us. You know, coaches are coaching well or whatever. Um, obviously, you have good players. You can't coach what Almada does. <laughs> um, but none of that's tactical, really. Yeah. I mean, you might say the corner kick plays are tactical, but it's really not like tactical how you play. It's a set piece. It's a yeah. play, and it's players that, who can do that, right? So if you're talking about if you take that away, right, and if you just say the average play, right, because right, we're plus seven, right, now we're plus eight, right? So if you take that away, we're minus four. So again, maybe I'll ask Carmen to pull up the table, Right. And go find out where minus four is in the table. Right. It's not good. So right now, where are we? OK, Gold so we're in fifth place and we have a plus four. OK, obviously, Charlotte's the anomaly at minus five. Right. But right behind us. 
right? But if you go to minus four, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the teams at minus four are, eh, you know, Chicago is at minus three at 12th, New York yeah. minus three at, at 11th, Red Bulls minus three at 13th, right? Toronto and Inter in last place minus four, right? Mm -hmm. So you take away that and tactically in the games, we are not good. Atlanta right? did lose six one to Columbus, and they tied yeah. New York and Chicago too. So. Yeah, so that 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 obviously is an anomaly. That huge loss that we lost with all their players, yeah. and it's clouding our goal differential. So that's something to keep in to keep in um, in mind. But okay, so going forward, all right. Um, of the twenty eight goals going into this game, um, seventeen of them of the twenty eight goals going into this weekend. Almada had a major role in. I believe that. Yeah. So that's another thing, right? Mm -hmm. So we are relying heavily on two things. One thing that really stands out from the analysis, just, just factually, before we even go into what I think might be going right or wrong, right? We are relying heavily on free kicks and we are relying heavily on Almada, right? And free kicks, you got to say, is going to, that's not going to go away. We've got an amazing free kick team. Except maybe if we lose Almada. If we lose Almada, we lose the 25-yard free kicks, and we lose his 17-goal right. contributions. This team has no chance if Almada leaves. Like, None. it's going into the tank, right? Because we're barely hanging on just above what we're doing with that, right? So we have an opportunity to get another DP right now, right? Yes. Where, where, where are we looking? We talked about this before. Well, so one of the things I'll say is that to me, and, 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 and maybe we'll go into it later, but um, if you do an analysis of our current team versus our MLS champion team, one of the things that pops out of that dramatically is the major difference between the, the championship side and this side is in the center of the park. Yeah. That's what, Other than that, we actually look really yeah. good. And I think um, we match up maybe even better. Greg Garza alluded to to that too. And we talked to him earlier in the year, I think a little yeah. bit around, you know, Remedy and, uh, you know, Nagby, right. I think he, yeah, Lorenowitz, like he, he was definitely giving a nod to Almiron. that. Yeah. Almiron, like that core was pretty, pretty rock. So, solid. But what I would say is <clears throat> if you think about also our left footed problem where we have three left footed wingers, Etienne, we had Etienne, Araujo and Wiley, Right. So you got rid of one of them. So and obviously I think Lennon moving to the right wing is an obvious solution. I would not buy a like for like winger as a designated player. I would not buy a striker. Gigi is the best. And, you know, are you going to buy a striker to sit on the bench? Yeah. Um, I would buy a center midfielder, a box to box creative guy. You know, you know, the best player in the world for our side right now would be Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, we're not getting Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. but we want. A designated player, Kevin De Bruyne. For the MLS. Yes, for the MLS. <laughs> Where do you find that guy? You got to go to Europe, South America. What's what's the uh, most you know, likely? You could get, you know, I'm not usually in favor of bringing in an older European guy. Yeah, but, but that's, where my, that's where like my head's going. Like, for example, really? you know, Dennis, Dennis Erickson for Man United. You know, I'm not saying he's going to leave Man United this year, but he probably only got one more year left in Europe. If he came a year from now, that kind of a player hmm. would be terrific in this side. You know, a guy who just bridges a yeah. Sadage upgrade. Right. I think South America would be good to find somebody personally. 
Yeah, we certainly have been getting a lot of good yeah. players from there. Have we gotten anyone from Europe? Has Lenny United but, done one of those yeah. older European? Well, Yakamakis. Yeah. Oh, I think I was thinking more Drake. like and uh, Naruto. Yeah. But why does why does yeah. why does South America matter anymore? Because we don't have the we don't have a Tata who can attract young players anymore to be like, oh, I'm going to be coached by Tata. Mm. Uh, I don't know what the allure is other than, you know, we, we obviously have a little, but I don't think that was ever it. I think the allure was you can buy really good players on the cheap. So a lot of the European players are really, um, they're overpriced, right? So the South American players, because it's not as visible, those leagues, um, that you can get players for cheaper. Yeah. So you can get a much better player. You can get an Almada. You can get an Almiron, right, who yeah. are obviously quality. But it seems like we could find, like, one of these, like you said, that even even somebody who's at the lower end of the table in Premier League, right, for example, that might be on his last year or two, like you men- mentioned. with. I mean, an example of this in the MLF is a player like Shakiri, right, who I think is not good enough for Chicago. I think, actually, for Chicago, he's an awful player. Because he's a luxury, a player like that is a luxury player at this point. Shakiri, once upon a time, could really battle, could probably go up and down, make a tackle, whatever. He's not that player anymore. Right. But he's still creative on the ball and is really good. And if you put him in a team that does everything else well, you know, surround him with a really good team, he could be really good for a year or two. Yeah. That kind of player. Uh, what I'm el- not a huge fan of Shakiri, but what else do you have in your notebook there? Okay. So let's go to. Um, Let's go, well, just a couple more facts just, just to round it out. So penalty kicks, um, we have converted one and missed one. Uh, we have three against. So, I mean, the reason why I bring that up is that, you know, we've only created two penalty kicks. Um, you might have thought with the players we have dribbling, the Almadas and Araujos and Etiennes and Wileys, that we might have a little more. Yeah. Right. We're not getting close to that. So that's just something I should note in. But anyway, okay. Um, Let's go to the things that we're talking about a lot. Pinching in airplanes, right? These are things that we've, we've talked a lot about. So pinching in being the outside backs really coming close to the two center backs, right? And leaving the outside forwards pretty wide open. And airplanes where we have both of our outside backs bombing up the sides and really crowding the space. And one thing that we talked about is that we thought, you know, just based on I went through game by game airplanes versus no airplanes. We did this a couple weeks ago. And what we said, to my surprise, I thought what we were going to find is that the airplanes were giving up goals. That really wasn't the case. What was actually happening, if you went through that analysis, is when we had airplanes, we were scoring fewer goals. So then... I actually this time now went through all the goals that we scored and said, all right, do we, do we think the airplanes had an effect do we, to the goals that we gave, we scored? And do we think that pinching in had a negative effect? <clears throat> okay. So I think that there were five goals that were directly contributed by the fact that we were pinching in. Okay. And an additional three goals where I thought there was maybe a slight contribution. Okay, so 
I think, and I'll go through it in a minute, what I think all the net means. But, you know, that's a good five to eight goals that we maybe could have eliminated. Obviously, we're not going to eliminate them all. But that's a possibility of eliminating if we were to just get rid of the fact that our outside backs are pinching in too far. Right. Okay, so let's talk about the airplane effect on goals. So this gets really, really subjective. Not in terms, I think it's very clear when we have airplanes. But it gets subjective as to saying, what is that causing an effect, right? So I counted six goals where I thought that not having the airplane seemed to really open it up for one of our outside guys in the front. Now, that is incredibly a subjective thing to say yeah. because you're like, he could have been open with the airplane. But he, where we really got it open down the sides, there were six goals that were like that. Um, and I also felt that there were four uh, instances where having airplanes seemed to affect us defensively, where our guys were up, they played in behind the airplanes, and right. that led directly to a goal. Okay? Um, so that's... Again, being very liberal, it's somewhere six to ten goals, the possibility that the airplanes are sort of hurting us. But I also counted, I also wanted to see were there cases where we really overloaded it and I felt like the airplanes contributed to a goal. There were two very obvious cases where we got a really good cross that led to a goal that came from an airplane. And everybody was pressed up. Right. And so, again, that's, you know, potentially minus 10 plus 2. Okay, so, so let's talk about it overall. These two tactical things that I think that we are doing wrong with the caveat that these are, you know, sort of subjective, right? So I think, um, I think overall for the airplanes, you know, we had, um, you know, some negative, some positive, and I think overall probably at least minus two, right? That's not huge, but it's probably at least two goals. Um, if you add in the six times, which are very subjective, that it seems to really help us not having the airplanes, it could be as much as plus eight. Now, I don't think it's really a plus eight. Yeah. But, okay. And then with pinching in, there were eight instances where pinching in really cost us. That could be as many as 16. Right. I also noted two cases where we were blatantly gave them an outlet where we weren't really marking anybody. Our center backs were just uh, dropping yeah. off and letting them play. So there were two cases like that. So all together, you take all that together, that could be as many as 18 goals. Okay. I have a question, Dave. Yeah. How many goals would we have scored if Miguel Berry got no minutes and we had somebody <laughs> else on the field? Because we're all, and I'm sorry, keep going. Yeah, keep, keep going. going. <laughs> all right. So obviously we're not going to get 18 from that. Nobody is possibly saying that all those examples are whatever. And, and for example, you know, I think that, you know, for example, you also, if you talk about the negative, you have to say, well, did the pinching in help? Right. So we have only conceded two goals up the middle all season. Period. Really? Right. Two. Every single goal that we're conceding is out wide. So that that's, is very that's clear. That's the insight right there. Yeah. Yes. To me, right. that's the big insight. So it is possible that the pinching in is blocking goals from being considered up the middle, or it is possible that the pinching in is giving them goals out yeah. wide, or it's, it's possible cl- both. It is so clear that we are at this level giving easy crosses, and by being pinched in, it's screwing up the assignments because there's too many people in there and no accountability on who the obvious guy is. Right. I agree. So um, I also noted that there was only one single goal that we have conceded where a defender got dribbled by. Hmm. 
right? One in the whole season. And there were two additional goals that we gave up where defender was one-on-one. Was that the Nashville game where that guy went bombing through the center? No, it was out wide. I think he went around Lennon. I don't know. There was that one, that Nashville guy where actually Miles Miles actually got, I was shocked, got beaten a foot race with that guy from Nashville. Oh, that was a foot race, but I'm talking about dribbling by them. Okay. Okay, and then we had two where the defender was trying to block a shot and failed to block the shot. Um, but my point when saying all that is it's not like I think our defenders really need that much help. They're not getting beat off the dribble. They're not really getting beaten even for shots off the dribble. That's not how we're giving up goals. Um, okay. So, in any case, I think that if we never played airplanes and we never pinched in, I think that we could get plus six. Yeah. I think it is possible we could get as many as plus eight or plus 10 even, but I think it's pretty safe to say, even with the positive effects that we're having, we're probably down six goals because of that. Yeah. And, and all jokes aside too, if we did some things that were more creative up front, uh, when Yakamakis wasn't there, right? I think easily that's a, a reasonable, uh, you know, you know, with, like I said, I believe in Wolf. I feel like he can find the back of the net with a little bit more wise minutes. Chole, I like the way that he's aggressive. Like as soon as he's on the field, you start mentioning his name. He may not do all the things I want correctly, but I think he's a positive player. Well, one of the things I was saying is with doing those things, one of the things we could actually do is succeed in press. Do you know how many goals that we have scored off of turning them over in their own half? Which I say is the classic way that most, most goals are scored. How many goals have we scored this season? Not a lot because we've had so many set pieces. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, from free kicks and from corners. Yep. Uh, crosses, all of that. Seven. That's my guess. Tyson <laughs> says seven. Carmen? I'm going to go lower than that. I'm going to go five. Four. The answer is two. Okay. Oh. It's pretty sad <laughs> for a supposedly a pressing team. We Went have only gotten ball. a goal off of a, a turnover up the field twice. Um and so I think that if we had players not pinched in, if I think if we had it a little better marked up, if we didn't have airplanes bombing up the field, we could actually have a much, much stronger pass, and we probably could get some of those chances that you were just talking about it. Yeah. Okay, so now Carmen. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm ready. With all of that being said, if we were to yeah. simply fix those tactics, not even adding mm-hmm. on the positive side, I think we would be probably at least – plus six okay. if you add plus six to our goal differential oh, you get plus 10 okay so let's All go right. back to the table let's go back to where the does table. plus table put us in the conference plus 10 we're ticking up ticking up ticking up ticking up first. We're, yeah first Nash- or second yeah yeah nationals at plus 12 so that's my point yeah my point is that i think that the silly tactics that we have is costing us six, maybe eight goals. And I think with a better coach, this team should be first and second with a plus 10 goal differential instead of a plus four. Seems fair. I'm not talking about, it's not making us into world beaters. Yeah. um, Yeah, The the obvious number one, you know, 
team that you would have thought we would have been with Almada and Araujo, yeah. you know, being being what we're paying them and Yakamakis, who's obviously a pleasant surprise as well. So because we're doing some things that it doesn't matter anything tactically. We're yeah. scoring a we're eleven free kicks we've scored off of. Yeah. Right. Right. You know that's not team tactics. I mean, with the exception that we're getting you know free kick and yep. or a corner kick, but you, everybody gets that. We're not getting more than other people. We're just scoring more. So right. be- before we jump into a New England preview, what else do you want to go to in your notebook? Anything there? Or do you want to dive into uh, what we think needs to happen against New England at home to get a win? Yeah, we can do that. Or I obviously also would thought about, you know, just a comparison of our squad versus the MLS champions. But- Tyson's got his hand up patiently, too. Yep. Oh, what are you doing over there? Oh, um, against New England, I think Atlanta can actually win because uh, New England... Oh, we're going to New England, guys. We're at least no, at home. We're, we're at home. I'm going yeah. to the game. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, Atlanta's at home. And um, New England, they've lost three of their last four. And mm-hmm. they tied Chicago 3-3 just like Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, So they're in a tough little stretch. Yeah, and they lost to a USL team as well. So uh, <laughs> so did we. So did we. So yeah. we both uh, struggle is what yeah. you're saying. So, so, yeah, I think Atlanta could – Pull out a win, but Atlanta hasn't been looking good either. If you go player for player with our squad versus New England, our squad is so much better, right? And yet they're still above us in the table, right? What does that say? But coaching. Yeah. Bruce 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 Arena Arena is the most successful coach in MLS history. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right, Mikey Dawes, what do you want to say about the previews? You've heard that that they're not on a good run of form. We're at home, so now you have the the option of calling a win. That's yeah. not statistically madness. Right. Well, here's the deal. I'm I'm going to the game tomorrow, going to the game with family. We have to get a win, Dave. <laughs> Because you're going with family? We went that's with family and we got crushed by Charlotte. <laughs> I know. That's why I didn't go to that game. You guys I, picked the wrong I game. I knew we were going to get crushed by Charlotte. That's why I chose not to no, go to that game. Didn't. I was like, no. no, you didn't because we had beaten them three not three to one on the, ro- on the road. Yeah, we had won our first game on the road in ages. I joke. I joke. I really... It, like, Yeah, I, I'm predicting win because, God, I, I'm going to the game. We have to win. Uh, but realistically, with Bruce Arena... Uh, coaching the team, I think, I think a draw is the most realistic. Carmen, can thing you bring the table back up for a second? A draw is 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 a reasonable expectation in this game. Uh, I didn't see much from the team formulating in terms of again an identity of the way that we're trying to play that is going to create, um, you know, create the right positivity that uh, that we need to to get the win and and not give up those goals. I mean, I I think. With the fact that we are allowing so many free crosses in, Dave, <laughs> that that being our crutch right now, no matter no matter we score two or three goals, I think we can let a team back in to tie it back up. That's my that's my worry right now. I think Carl's heel is the um, New England Tiago Almada, basically. Um, how's he going to get stopped? What do you think? And also, after I have a pop quiz for all three of you, if Uh-oh. you'd like. All right. Well, I'm gonna I hear just, Carmen's call, and then I'm going to tell you something oh. that I think is illuminating. Okay. So let's see. Wait, did you? That say I also that? noticed in 
in uh, looking at our at our goals for and goals against. Go okay, ahead. so Mikey Dobbs, you're calling a what? A tie. You're calling a tie. Wait, I thought you was gonna go with a win. You went with a tie after all that. Yeah, I did after all that <laughs> rambling. <laughs> I was like, we have to win because I'm gonna be there, right? But that doesn't. I, I, I'm being cautious now. I'm actually gonna make a a true okay. bet here that it's gonna be a draw. All right, I am going to go with Atlanta United is going to win 3-1. I'm calling a 2-1 loss, unfortunately. Okay, flip it over to the Western Conference for a second. Oh, up goodness. top, it's just up top. You got to uh, scroll down slightly. Okay. And then it, okay. oh, up, 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 sorry. Up, oh, not down. Comes. Sorry, <laughs> My I bad. said the wrong thing. My bad. Okay, so we won the first game against San Jose. They're fifth place. In the Western Conference. The Western Conference is not nearly as good as the Eastern Conference, that's right? Um, that's for sure. Okay, so let's look at our other wins on the season. We have Portland. How far do you got to go down to find Portland? Oh. Keep going down. I do know you scrolled down. They're right. ninth. Okay. Okay. So then what is our other win? Let's see. We Colorado. go down. We, we have Colorado <laughs> in the West. Yeah, they're pretty far down. Now Wait, go over to the yeah. East. Okay, now do the scroll up. Well done. In the Eastern Conference, we beat Red Bulls. Let's see where they are. Oh, they're 13th. Uh, We lost to Inner Miami. He was at the very bottom. And we beat (laughs) Chicago at home. They're 12th, right? And... Uh, Colorado, we already yeah. said. And we got thrashed by Columbus, so that's who's 10th. So that's it. Those are our wins. Okay? Mm-hmm. So outside of a fifth-place Western Conference team, every single team that we have beaten is way below half. And some of the teams that have beat us are really bad. Yeah. Yes. But a look at our win. I'm just looking at our wins. Yeah. So now New England is in what? Second? They were up there. I think that's right. They're in third, third right now. They're in third. They were in second before, and now they're down to third. But, yeah. So, Dave, are you going to predict a win or a loss or a tie? What's it going to be? Get it's, to it. It's not going to be a win because we're, okay. we're so, only beating teams that are at the bottom half of the table. I'm just giving you another pointer, right? Okay. So, I thought you were going to predict a win, and I was going to say that seems silly because we haven't even come close to anybody yeah. beating anybody. And the teams, we haven't played that many, but the teams that we have played at the top, we've got like Nashville. Yeah. Terrible. Got yeah, I'm predicting a draw, but I will say this is probably the one time I probably should just go with like the optimistic view because <laughs> Yakimakis is going to have like a an outlier game and score right. three. We goals. are much right. better at home. We never we don't really lose at home very much. Yeah. So I think if you take the two things okay. and you say that we only beat teams at the bottom of the table, but we basically hardly ever lose at home. We do yeah. lose, but occasionally, right? It's got to be a tie. Like okay. it's almost guaranteed to be a tie. All right, put All right. some money in Vegas. <laughs> you notice that like every single EPL team is sponsored by a, a betting, a company. betting <laughs> company. It's got to be sixty percent right yeah. in the jerseys, yeah. and then and then they wonder why their players like Tony are gambling. They're like, right. "Well, come on, guys, you guys are incentivizing <laughs> me." It's like I didn't even know what gambling was until all this. <laughs> and now Just I, using your sponsor. What's the yeah, problem? Exactly. I don't understand. Oh boy. Oh, Can boy. I ask the pop? Yeah, yeah, let's hear. I love pop, pop quiz. Pop um, quiz. ATL on fire. Pop quiz. Let's see. Who are the two teams in the Eastern Conference that don't have any draws yet? Ooh, we were just looking at the table, but I did not pick up on that. Mm. Any hints? No draws. 
Are they good or bad? I'm going to guess they're at the bottom of the table. Yeah, they're pretty bad. One of them's mid-table and one of them's at the very bottom. <laughs> well, then um, I know it's inner Miami is one of them because yeah, I remember the table. That's right. Yeah, they're at the bottom. Um, so <laughs> inner Miami. Or Martinez. Inter- that's Mi- what happens I'm when you got Phil in- Neville. Inner Miami and Portland. Monsieur, bonjour. Oh, Montreal? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I, I think that. it's Inter Miami and Montreal. That's why. Okay. Okay. Has Yosef scored since he scored against us? Did that like send him I don't on think so. Score? I don't think he has I don't either. know. That's a good pop. So. That would have been a good pop quiz oh, too. my bad. So, okay. <laughs> so we've depressing. got Carmen, you're a win. And da- a win. Dave and I are draw, draw. Yes. Draw, draw. And Tyson's But a Carmen, loss. we wouldn't need to hear a score because you're a genius. Last time you I called it and the score. 3-1. Okay. Tyson okay. said lose 2-1. I think 3-1's, if you're going to pick a win, 3-1's a good score. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got a scoring tie. So it's going to be... At least 2-2. Two, two. Oh, Could com- be 3-3, three, three, but 2-2, two, two, I'm okay. gone. Okay, I like it. Did you get a score, Maggie Dobbs? Because if you look tie? at our record, we cannot keep people I'm from scoring. Go. So if we're going to tie, <laughs> it's going to be a high-scoring tie. I'm going to go 2-2 two, two on the tie. 2-2. Two, two. All right. Yeah. Y'all are green. What yeah. is happening? Is that, is that what yours was? Yeah, <laughs> y'all are green. He, even, he wasn't even listening. I so. wasn't even listening. So that was, I, was that was actually, I thought he was just copying me, but he wasn't <laughs> even listening. So that, that actually makes totally, you feel I was better. Look, I was looking at that makes me dinner. feel better, Mike. Great Dobbs. minds okay. think it's just, alike. It's just your, two, you're two. also a genius. Man. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> Do you see how I complimented myself? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. On to... Uh, a conversation we had a couple podcasts ago that we are just surprised why in the MLS we don't have technology that gets involved with ah. how the referees call yeah. offside. So I know we didn't really have an answer on why that was. I think maybe we read a paragraph somewhere, but it sounds like Tyson might have a little bit more insight on why the MLS is not using uh, VAR to be more sophisticated with the way that we're deciding whether players on or off, given in today's world, uh, with a ball coming off someone's foot, you can pause the camera and get it. You can get it inch perfect. It seems like other leagues are doing it. Uh, why? Why is it that MLS doesn't choose to kind of follow suit with some of the bigger leagues in the world? Uh, so I found a good article from the Inquirer. I know my mom read it. Yes. Uh, and uh, just so you guys don't get copyright or anything, it's from the Inquirer. <laughs> you <laughs> but, can tell the chat GPT plagiarism. Yeah, thing you're allowed to reference. <laughs> you're I, like allowed to, <laughs> I like it. But, Mom, you can explain it. Uh, uh, well, I think one of y'all talked about it earlier. You guessed it. It's because, at least what they said, is because our, all of our stadiums do not have enough cameras to properly do the line. And since we don't have enough cameras in all the stadiums, right. we can't do... Yeah. The offside line. Now, this was a couple years That's back. That's a good excuse for like Concacaf right. in like. Thank you. You know, some island. It's not nation. even a good excuse Thank for Concacaf you. anymore because. Have you seen the Jamaican and Trinidad Stadium? Have you seen how much a GoPro costs? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy standing there. I've got another camera angle. Yeah. But no, I mean. That's true. You could just pay a bunch of random fans to put it on their heads and I then mean, bam, you've with, got a zillion yeah. angles. With Apple TV, I figure they could figure out how right. to put enough cameras. Right. So yeah. that was like the. And I have to say, the article was, you know, I think a couple years back. But I don't think they're trying to do anything about it just because of this kind of idea about, you know, 
It's VAR. It's assisting the referee. Yeah. The referee needs to make it. And I know there are people. I know. And they said at the time. Do we have a button that boos you? I wish. You Danny Rojas is all we have. No, don't do Danny well, Rojas. I'm pressing a random button. Who knows what it's going to be? Put him in a straitjacket. Oh. That's cheerful. Somebody should put a straitjacket on this. We'll do that one. We'll do that one. All right. But, NBA yeah. Jam. It's, it's not quite. Right, but it's pretty good. Yeah, but Wait, I think so they really are just... There was some pushback originally when the line came out, if y'all remember, because you had those like really tight ones. You're like, is this soccer to call somebody off yeah. with their toes off? Yep. I, and I, Lewis, my, my, that's why there's rule. There's got to be... It's, <laughs> ready, instead ready? of it being imaginary, let's make it real. Ready? You know what the English thing? Luis Suarez, your teeth are <laughs> off. <laughs> um. So, yes, but... Go ahead, Dave. Oh. Oh, um, do they just not show the line on the TV replays, or do they not use it for the VAR reviews either? They don't use it. At that's all. what we were. We, originally, oh, we okay. thought they were only showing it for the TV, and we're like, okay, that's fine, but they at least should have it. We assume that they have yeah. it. But they, they don't, don't have it they even have in, it. in the... And the reason why we figured that out is because the controversial call with Yakamakis, he had to go over to the sideline and look in the booth, and they were talking they about how he could see it. the on they the grass. Eyeball it. Exactly. And I'm like... Really? Right, right. Because so if VAR intervenes on an offside call, it should be black and white. Yeah. Right? It should be the computer said that, you know, your teeth are offside. <laughs> so let's go across the pond. A lot of activity in Europe this weekend for... You want to just keep going with Tyson first? Yeah, well, he wants to talk... Uh, Tyson, you want to talk refereeing? Oh, refereeing. What I want to hear about so, yeah. is... So, first of all, you can tell us a little bit, anything you want to tell us about refereeing, but... I. I, in particular, you're a referee for youth soccer, and I want to hear the, a bit about the madness that referees face from coaches and parents, the kinds of things you hear. Uh, well, nowadays, uh, coaches don't give much of an issue because uh, uh, there's a known shortage of referees. <laughs> So, <laughs> so they're just happier there, okay. basically. All right. Yeah. And, uh, That's good to hear. What, what was the other part? Parents. Parents? What do you hear? Um, and kids. Uh, kids, uh, I can deal with kids, but uh, I need to work on not listening to parents because yeah. <laughs> sometimes uh, they just don't say the smartest thing. But what calls do they, they, they protest the most? Uh, maybe th uh, throw-ins or when someone's... Throw-ins, really? Yeah, what's, that's what I was going to say. You know what say. it is? It is what's unbelievable. The beef I figured it out. Because, okay, okay this is the thing. Or maybe when someone's uh, using their arms, uh, like arms and okay. physical body, maybe. But apparently they changed the rule for throw-ins. So back in our day, I'm the old lady who's going to be like, back in our day, they <laughs> had, remember, if it looked like it was twisting coming yeah. out of your hand, you're like, that's an illegal throw. Yeah. So put a bunch of people like us on the sidelines. And then change the rule where all it has to do is come from like behind your head. So it can yeah. come twisty. It can come. Weston McKenney does that. He does the twister yes. throw for his long throw in. Exactly. It's actually an illegal throw, but right. they don't, they don't call that. From it, but he's still going down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a bunch of parents this, coming, bad throw. But, but this is the thing, the though. But I think what, I mean, maybe Tyson, you can correct me wrong, but I think that the thing that you most hear complaints about is whose throwing it is, our team or their team. Um, like, which way the call is. 
And that is so crazy. I, I, my daughter is refereeing now too, and I, I've been a couple of times to watch her referee. Yeah. And the number of parents are vehemently contesting a throw in at midfield <laughs> in a seven or nine year old soccer game. You're like, please save it for a penalty kick call <laughs> or something that's actually going to influence you know, you the You know game. why that is? Because they're mad. No, it's because <laughs> it's the one thing that they can actually understand about soccer. Maybe. That's probably, that is a good point. You know what I mean? But even yeah. if that's anyway. true, they don't understand it because obviously if they understood it at all, they would be like, we don't really score off those. <laughs> yeah, but if it gives them something to be right about, if they they're if they feel like they're right, right, that right. it went off the other player and their eyeballs are correct, and that's like the one thing they can actually understand about soccer. It's the one thing they feel they've got the right to complain about. And in youth that's soccer, what, it's the, like the hardest call to make because so in professional soccer, you rarely see a case where two guys are crashing to it and it just gets the same time and it goes out of bounds. It happens, but but that's a lot less because they're yeah. cleaner with the ball. In yeah. little, you know, in, in youth soccer, that's happening all the time. And it's almost impossible to know, did it come off this or that right. or whatever? I mean, what I would say to referees is, you know, watch the trajectory of the ball. So it, the player who's coming in whatever way, if the ball goes off that way, that probably came off them. Yeah. Or, right. Or, or go with the kids. So yes. That's the other thing you can do. Often they so. know the truth. <laughs> yes. And if you watch their reaction, right. you can be yeah. like, I've seen a lot of times the referee didn't just know which way it was. For just a pause for a second. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> pause and see what, what movement happens. And there you go. Play on. All right. I was definitely one of those players. I didn't care. I knew it would come off my foot. I'm picking it up and throwing it. Worst case, you're just you bringing it back. You a bastard. I was a bastard. And oh I loved every second of Goodness. It. You are one of those. <laughs> you know who used to do that too? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Who am I about to be compared with? Uh, I won't say. No. No. <laughs> he got a lot of red cards. He was on our team last year. Now he's no longer on our team. Lando Gonzalez Pires. No, that's a good one. But I no. loved him. He used to play Orlando. He was married to a famous woman Dumb footballer. <laughs> but I think he only had uh, two. He would two argue any. He would argue. No, no, but he would argue throw-ins. Yeah, it, it would go off of him so yeah. blatantly, and he was one of those bastards who didn't care. He'd be like, yeah. "It's our throw. I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it." And you're just like, "Bring it back." That's it fine. clearly hit you. You know that it hit you, <laughs> and you're just crying wolf because now the next time you go for a foul call, nobody's gonna believe you. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. If you're yeah. a referee, mm -hmm. right? You you know. Particularly in professional, where they're watching all the games week in and week out, they know the players' reputations. So you're killing your reputation as a player. Those referees watch; they know the players who, you know, complain about things that are clearly on them or whatever, and they they don't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. Crying wolf—that's called. Let's jump across the pond and okay. race to the finish line. Because if we come back to the U.S., there's a lot more to talk about. Okay. So your show, boss. Promotion, rele relegation. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So uh, all three games this weekend for league, uh, the championship, League One, League Two, they actually went to extra time, and two of them went to penalties. And I actually read an article on ESPN that um, the championship playoff is the most expensive game ever. Yes. The winner gets like 210 million. Euros. Luton Town? Luton yeah, Town. Yeah, Luton Town. Did you say 210 million? So, yeah. what? 
what? Tyson, have you seen their home stadium? Oh my uh, gosh. It, it's pretty small, but no, I don't think I've seen it. So uh, it's I it, didn't watch the home It's leg. really cool. It's like surrounded by like houses. Like you can watch it yeah. from like the internet you, memes are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they so, put the that because it's the, the gate is like in this crazy little thing. So people have put the gate like on hillsides. Yeah. And in, you know, <laughs> Smurf Village and yeah. whatever. They're like, oh, it's Luton Town Stadium. And Luton won in, in PKs, right? Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the US keeper, right? Yeah. Yes, Horvath. Yes. Horvath, who looked like he had like pulled a hamstring and wasn't going to finish oh, yeah, it up, yeah, yeah. but then then stayed on. Stayed on. And, um, then, the, and then the next day, there was a 6'9 keeper uh, oh, yeah. who was from Czech Republic, and he looked even bigger than Ethan Horvath. He was huge. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting with Lutontown. How are they going to get the stadium up to Premier League spec? They're not going <laughs> to. I think they there's have. There's no way, there's right? Grace, yeah. There's a grass period. One of the small things that, um, that's one of the small things that helped help Luton Town. Other uh, stadium, like, but you have a number of years. If you stay in the Premier League for a number of years, you are required to upgrade your stadium to a certain capacity. Well, look That's what look goal. how New York City FC got away with it. Well, yeah, everyone gets away <laughs> with it. It's all politics. It'll Even they're fine. building on stadium. Yeah. Somebody put America. a shovel in the ground. I would also bet if we want to do a bet, Luton Town has no bloody chance of staying up next year. <laughs> they, neither or Beth, you got to start with a good keeper. Was it Coventry? Nobody, in, is it Coventry? Nobody in believed in Nottingham Forest. Yeah, they're still That's, up. That's fair. Okay. I believe I, I, Robin Hood. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> know. Striker. Ne, ne, neither no, one of those teams was <laughs> kidding. Neither neither one of those teams is very impressive in that in that game. No, no. Yeah. So and then the relegation. The relegation Everton and We said that Everton was never gonna get relegated. We, we called it right. All they, of us they've yeah. still never been and relegated. And why why am I blanking on who Everton is playing? Um Bournemouth, right? Yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. They're playing the Cherries, yeah. Yeah. And uh, wow, what a goal to not go to penalty kicks yet again. I was like, oh, this is definitely going to penalty kicks, but in the dying seconds. penalty kicks. Wait, which one are you talking about? Yeah, you're just jumping all over. Everton, the Everton game. Oh. You can't go to penalty kicks in the Premier League. Yeah, there's no Premier League. There's no penalty kicks in the regular. It's just regular season. Yeah. It was, this was about to go. To, it was is about to go to extra time. Sorry, and then there's no extra time even. It's regular season. Time. There's just a winner, right? If you finish easily on points, it's goal differential, and then head to head. Now, if they had tied, and I am, Lester I was have lost win, my mind. That's Lester okay. was going to go. <laughs> yes, but then to Corey scores an absolute screamer. Right? Yeah, it's a fantastic okay. goal to yeah. keep him in the Premier League, yeah. Very and fun. to relegate Lester, who right. up until that point, Lester was leading two nothing. So they, so Leeds just. Had yeah. no chance. Was it zero zero lost. one one? I can't remember in that Everton. It game. was zero zero. Zero zero and then DeCorey just ropes one. Yeah. Uh I mean no way anybody's yeah. stopping that. And they needed it because Lester was up one zero at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that goal to hit a ball that hard and flat was pretty impressive. But I have to say, I called it. We were talking about Europe a few oh, weeks ago. Oh, like, oh, you? I got a we call. Did. We did. We did. No, get no, 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 no. I'm oh. talking about that. Oh. I said, I said, uh, I said it was all going to be boring. And it kind of was. There wasn't that much drama. I said the only drama is going to be Bayern Munich, Borussia oh. Dortmund, who's going to win the title. Were you following that? Can I take you through the scenario? Well, yeah. Yes, I, yes, all born, can, or Dortmund, Dortmund only just, just had to win, basically. So right? Dortmund had to win, and they would have been through no matter what. Or they could have had Bayern Munich not win, and, and then they go through. And Dortmund, and Dortmund, Dortmund was at home, correct? Dortmund was at yeah. home. And they haven't lost... How long at home? So I right mean, off the bat. Okay, listen. Right. I'm going to go through it quick. Right off the bat, right, Dortmund gives up a goal right from the beginning, right? And Bayern Munich scores right from the beginning. So right then, Dortmund is no longer winning the title. 
Dortmund gets a penalty kick, which they missed to tie the game. Oh. Oh, terrible. Oh. Right? And then shortly after that, they concede again. They're down 2 nothing. So now they're in really big trouble. Their really only hope is for Bayern Munich not to win. So Bayern Munich is winning the whole time, and somewhere in the 70th minute, Bayern Munich concedes. Ooh. And it's 1-1, and suddenly Dortmund fans are going nuts because they're going to win the title even though they're down 2 nothing, Right? And then... While that's going on, Dortmund scores to make it 2-1, to one, close it, but it doesn't yeah. really matter because they still have to win, right? There's no way, right? In the 90th minute, Bayern Munich scores to go up 2-1, to one, and now Dortmund is going down again. There's no chance they have to win it. The oh. 91st minute, Dortmund scores to make it 2-2, and they have a chance to win it by going 3-2, but they cannot score in the last uh, two minutes, uh, and Bayern Munich wins the title. That yeah. goal was crazy, but Jamal Musiala. Oh, the, uh, that was a really good goal. But I was watching the Dortmund game, and, yeah. and I was not in a yeah. good mood. <laughs> so did you guys uh, watch our the... Our buddy Arena, no was, champion. It was the uh, Bundesliga 2 championship. Uh, Promotion oh, one? I don't I think that's happened yet. Oh, I? this is you got to go YouTube oh, it this really? evening. Was it today? Madness. I think it was. It was yesterday, I believe. Okay. Um, so the team that was about to win, they score like a goal in extra time. I, I may have this all wrong. You got to go watch it again. The so they're up like two to one, I think, and. Then I think it would have probably only been like one though. The fans storm the field. Because they think think the game's over. Wait, what? Everybody's <laughs> celebrating. They're, they're going up. They're getting promoted. Uh-huh. The referee's like, no, there's like a, a few more minutes of extra time here. <laughs> they're up by one. Other team comes back and scores. No. and gets a penalty kick, scores, and then scores like in another, like the next 60 seconds is th- three to two. Something crazy like that. Uh, yeah, you yeah. have to watch on YouTube. I don't how, know. How are there so many? I mean... It's just a beautiful time. I might have the math wrong on that. This is what MLS is missing. It is so beautiful. I mean, I know why we can't do it and everything else, but this is really what the American... So this is what would set the MLS apart from other American sports because if you could somehow do it, and I know all the problems, yeah. we don't want to go through that, but if you could somehow do it, it would introduce a whole other thing yeah. for American sports fans. Not just rooting for your team, but rooting I, against your freaking enemies. Like, yes. go down, go down. Yes. I think we can do it. We've got 30 MLS teams right now. Yeah. We've got stability, right? Yeah. Create some sort of system where there's still financial stability, but you're in the... MLS the parachute. You need a major, major just, parachute. Just create a bullcrap MLS pl- like Premier League. That's the top fifteen teams. That's or easy. That's basically US it's easy right? to have the the second league. The hard part is you just paid X millions of dollars. It's like now what two hundred, three hundred million dollars to get a MLS franchise. Yeah. Just the franchising fee, not paying for a stadium, nothing. Just to buy a franchise, and so you pay all that, and then next year your team gets relegated, and you know, if you buy a first-year team, you have a very good chance of getting relegated, right? So yeah. <laughs> if you start out first-year team, you go down. So you'd have to have, first of all, some kind of new entry that says yeah. that, like, for a period of time, like five years or something, you get immunity. Mm. You can't get relegated yeah. because otherwise nobody would do it. Your chances of getting relegated in the first five years are really high, Yeah. right? right. And then the other thing is you need to create a huge parachute because they've paid all that money. They've got all this whatever. Yeah. So... They need a huge financial incentive to bump right back. Invest or get, you know, at, at this point, 30 MLS teams, maybe some of them need, do need to go out of business. 
Yeah. Well, it would be amazing for the American sports market because there's all this question now. All, you know, most of the major cities have teams. So now the question is, we have a lot of cities in America. Yeah. <laughs> and the question is, what other cities can support a team? And that's what promotion relegation does. It says, look, if you have enough support, you can have a team. Like, you know, who knew Cincinnati would have decent support? Yeah. But they do. So we're talking U.S. soccer again. MLS, what do you think about the news in the U.S. soccer camp? We've got a new interim coach. We've got a new sporting director, Matt Crocker. We talked a little bit about that in the last podcast. What do you think it means that we still haven't assigned a permanent head coach and we've assigned this guy who I've never heard of? What's his name? Dave, do you even know? Bellingham or what's it? BJ. Oh, you mean who just took the position after they after Hudson left? Yeah, after Hudson left for oh, no, no reason. Yeah, no one even knows who he is. Um, I know some things about him. Just I read. Today, well, why? But. Why would we do this? Like, what's the re- rationale? He's going to oversee the summertime Nations League Cup. Well, they had to because the interim coach left. He got clearly. They won't say where, but he got hired yeah. by somebody. Okay, so he got, an opportunity, got an, opportunity. an opportunity. Yeah, he got an opportunity. He left, so they don't have a choice. Yeah. He quit. They should <laughs> ignore the drama and go back to Burhalter. The drama was childish. <laughs> no, yeah. we loved it. We loved it here. All the drama. Tyson. DJ. <laughs> no Burhalter. How again? No. Why? Why not? It was because Burhalter's never won anything. <laughs> but he got the U.S. to the World Cup, something that you're in close to do. That's, wow. that's a low bar. Yeah. A, yeah. I mean, the chances. But that's at, all that the U.S. Not only that, but, there was, but they increased the number of slots, so it was even easier. So I think that's a really, really low bar. Um, you know, it's not like he won the CONCACAF either. Yeah. It was Canada who won the And we CONCACAF. don't need to, we don't probably ever really need to qualify ever again for the World Cup the way that it's shaken out, right? Yeah. So, first of all, in the next World Cup, we're already qualified because already we're in. home. And second of all, now they've increased it to what? Six? Six. It used yeah. to be a hexagonal, they would call it the final hex to see who would get in. Now they just can't even do that anymore because there's six that yeah. get in. If you had a hexagonal, you'd play six and then everybody get in. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, that's ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, my problem with Burr Halter is his record is meh. The U.S. should go hard for Jose Mourinho after he wins tomorrow afternoon. And then... Uh, I thought we were going to get, you know, I mean, not, I didn't... Zidane? No, I thought we could make a run at Tuchel because he was going to get fired as Bayern Munich coach because there was no way they were winning the title. That's right. what I said. You but did say oh, that. You did say that. <laughs> they won the title. So maybe he saved his job. Yeah. The two, the sporting director, uh, Oliver Kahn, the old German goalkeeper for Bayern Munich, yeah. he got fired. Oh, he did. They got <laughs> to get rid of some. They got some of the head roll, and we'll see whether but, the yeah, coach Dave, survives. Dave, you're a big fan of Caleb Porter being a candidate for the, the job, right? Yeah. Regular, I don't really know that much about him, of course, as a coach, well, but I just know his record. Regular season, uh, 123 wins, 18 draws, 17 losses. So he's got like an 83% winning in the NCAA. NCAA, yeah. He at, won a champion. Ak- Akron, and then... Uh, at Akron, people. Yeah. He won a national <laughs> champion. Have you anybody yeah. ever heard of Akron before he came yeah. through? No. No. And then they won an NCAA champion. You think, okay, NCAA champion, UCLA, national, Indiana, you know, blah, blah, blah. No. National championships, uh, 2010 Portland Timbers. Yep. Regular season uh, in the MLS, he's got like a 61% winning percentage. Yep. 70 wins, 43. Is it is the middle one draws these days? It's wins, it. uh, draws, and losses. Yeah, so yeah. forty four draws, thirty six losses, but seventy wins, 
as an MLS mm-hmm. regular, an MLS Cup, um, Western Conference champions 2013-15, Columbus Crew. Uh, yeah, Campione's Cup, MLS Cup win. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got all sorts of good He's good won stats. the MLS Cup with two. So, he, to me, he's a cup specialist, right? So, I have no idea. I haven't followed exactly. I mean, he's been fired from the last two places that he coached. After winning the MLS title. So, you know, so he, he won it in Portland and got fired. And then he won it in Columbus and got fired. And so, you know, you got to say that's worrisome that he gets fired. He wears out his welcome. But as a, you know, as a cup specialist winning in tournaments, which is what the MLS is, which is what the NCAA yeah. is, which is what the World Cup is. Yeah. So do you think, though, okay, do you think it's a good sign, at least, that we've got an interim coach? It means... Crocker's at least extending his search beyond Jesse Marsh. Thank God. I mean, one of the things I'll say is that finally there are other names being mentioned. And I, I think it was um, on an MLS extra where they were agreeing that how could you possibly run a search in this cl- you know, yeah. with what happened without saying that we did our due diligence. We interviewed multiple people. They were, you know, right. I mean, this is what I was saying before, because all we heard was Jesse Marsh, Jesse Marsh, Jesse Marsh. And I'm like, if you hire Jesse Marsh without us hearing legitimate other names, even if you interviewed them behind the scenes, that is crazy, right? You can't possibly do that, right? Um, so now we've heard a few number names, and he, uh, they have said that it's, it's going, he just came in. So we thought he was going to come in, hire Jesse Marsh like a couple weeks later. That's not true clearly, which is awesome. Good on him. He's going to take through the summer to do it. And so the rumors are now that, you know, maybe Jesse Marsh isn't even the favorite. So that's, that's that's what, that's what I figured you would take it. I took it as a good sign that we're going to do our due diligence instead of rushing to, Oh, we have to have a coach for no, no reason. Yes. Okay. So even if you end up at Jesse Marsh and we talked about the possibility of the, the fave, the, the positives behind Jesse Marsh too, even if you end up with Jesse Marsh, then, um, you know, you've done your due diligence, then you can at least say, all right. You think Tata's going to be a candidate that they'll Should talk to? Should be. Should be. Because, I mean, he speaks English well enough at yes, this point. For sure. Because that's one of the requirements. You have to yes. speak English. Yes. But the but with well, the that's US only that, well, you yeah, know, that's, that's only a new requirement because when we qualified, you know, in the U.S. when we we first got out of our group under Bora Multitunovic, he didn't speak almost a word of English. Yeah, right. He was our head coach, right? Uh-huh. So that's just a new. That's just we want our coaches to be able to speak English. And you have to live in Chicago. Yeah, which is also it's crazy. Who has to live in Chicago? The coach, the like all yeah, the, the head whole people? crew. Yeah. Really. They need to open that up. That's crazy. But do you think the rest, like, we love Tata because, you know, yeah. he won us a championship. What about the rest of the U.S.? Like, Tyson was saying, would we hire a rival for that job? Like, I Well, mean, and he's a little bit damaged goods from CONCACAF because, you know, Mexico flared out in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. but they had their own issues. But Yeah, I would argue that, you know. I mean, he's a good coach. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, so. that's right. I pulled up his his record. I mean, his record speaks for itself. Right. Yep. We talked about it in Atlanta United yeah. last last podcast. But um, yeah, um, I just think that another U.S. national former national team player, Jesse Marsh. Really? Do we have to? No, we don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why can't we get a coach who has won something? That's cool. Right, yeah, I like winning. 
What Winning? about first time coach? I think Demarcus Beasley might be a good no. coach. No, no, no. He can't even commentate. No, Please you have to have that. a resume. I thought he was a good commentator. That's why I thought he might Ugh. be a good coach and the experience. Like no, years in MLS. we're trying to get away from like yeah. that whole brotherhood, experimental, of, like, and the brotherhood. Yeah, yeah we're trying to. Get I mean, you could go with a former national team player who wasn't that big, Steve Chirundolo, who has now won an MLS Cup title. You know, mm-hmm. uh, now I don't think the LA Gal- LAFC is going to get rid of him midseason. They're yeah. doing amazingly I mean, well. Beasley again. would have to go on and have years of coaching before that's even a yeah because all the u.s national team coaches they hire for the u.s yeah. 20 and all these things tab ramos being the glaring yeah. example and they mm. suck yeah. they, but even they, they, they lose even, really even badly. someone like josh wolf right let's say his resume over the next five years becomes a winning resume he's yeah a, he's and a, where is he now he had that amazing season for now, austin last now year and now they're yeah they're no good this not year. so good right. so yeah you have to let the data play out before you make a, a call like that um, score prediction on the CONCACAF Champions League leg one tomorrow? What do yeah. You think? I think LA Galaxy... Why do I keep saying it? I say LAFC wins it, and we win two years in a row. Mm. Right? I so didn't realize another, that, that's happening tomorrow, huh? Well, it's, it's first two legs. The leg. first leg's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in America. Yeah, so last year we won with Seattle. First time mm. in forever, really, in the... In the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, The interesting thing about, you know, the CONCACAF Champions League has been criticized because of the timing of it. You know, it's terrible for us. It's the beginning of the season. It's mid-season for them, whatever. But anyway, we're about to have the League's Cup. When does that start? It starts in July, right? Okay. So we're only almost a month away? Yeah, we're a month away from the awesomeness that is the league okay can you explain to me one more time i'm gonna say it's for the listeners who don't know but it's really for me um the league's cup it is what exactly how is it like the mls Uh every team in the mls versus every team in liga mx okay are put into group stages just like the world cup got it right so they're mixed up in a bucket just the way that you do the draw in the world cup okay um so Atlanta United is in a group of four. I think we're yep. with Inter Miami. There is, are some buys. I think if you're Liga MX or MLS champion, you yeah. get a buy right through the group stage. But okay. yeah, but it but, includes but, every single team. Yeah, so there's some some pass-throughs with accolades of, of winning stuff. But Atlanta United, I think we're in a group of four, which includes Inter Miami and two Liga MX teams. Okay. So again, the best two teams exit that group to be in the knockout rounds Got it. so it works just like the world cup pretty neat i mean it's going to be you know a, a lot of soccer on apple tv mm-hmm. um you know you'll be able to sit down and binge it should be fun and does mls what's happening what's going on danny, Ro- danny rojas oh which danny we gotta dance to this League Cup, people. I know. It's going to be amazing. Inaugural League yes. Cup. Y'all have Sorry. been very excited about this. For I a am long very, time. Yeah. very, very excited because about it. Yeah, it, it is. It's it so is cool. another benchmark for MLS to truly say, are we better or worse than Liga Mekis? Yeah, and it's right. a real one, too, ba- because you yeah, got all the it's teams a real, like, It's a real benchmark of how And they're going to do it every is. year. They do it right. every year, so you'll start to really know, is MLS getting better or worse than Liga yeah. Mekis, right? And right. I think that's a real barometer that's exciting. Um, I think you're going to ha- start to get a little more rivalry happening. Um, 
there should be some storylines behind it that, again, I think Apple TV, if they have any sense with MLS production, they, they should do something cool there. They're televising every single game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's create some <laughs> narratives. We get a World like Cup it. every summer, Carmen. Okay. Yeah. And so are we, so MLS stops. And Liga MX stops. And Liga MX stops. stops. We do Full this stop. like a it's World a month Cup off. type thing. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Pretty cool. It's gotta be. Do you think if it's a flop, they'll stop it though? How could it be a flop? <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> There's also the summer series for the Premier League coming to the to America as well. Yes, but this is the just Jones. a money grab, yeah. Yeah. Tyson. I feel like like people want. Are you, you going to gonna buy my ticket? Because I'll go if you buy my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> like you know, they got good teams coming to like it's Chelsea and Newcastle, whatever coming yeah. to the Mercedes Benz, but like. All their stars are going to play like 17 and a half minutes and then disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just as, and the, even when they, even if they play a half, right? They, the, they're in preseason form. It's Safety not, first. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing those games are good for is seeing the future stars on yeah. some of these teams. You can see some of the young players yeah. get their first ever minutes, but you're paying and they're doubling the prices. Yeah. yeah. Right? Really? It's really expensive. Yeah. I think League's Cup, we're going to have like some, and there's nothing to play for. There's Some no action. competition. So they have unlimited subs. So you're going to see, you know, 142 subs in the game. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good. Yeah. Um, okay. Even at times I've, done, I've gone to see my beloved Manchester United play in the U.S. a couple of times in preseason. And it's even for that, I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not like seeing a Premier League game. So we got sure. who is it? Uh, somebody in the the chat talking about Apple TV. I'm yeah. curious, like, what do people think of Apple TV so far and uh, and the production? Tyson, have you watched many games on the the platform? Uh, I have. I I think it's fine, especially because. We got a free season for watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. My mom did, but um, I think oh. it's uh, I think it's fine. Even though Atlanta's game tomorrow is being broadcasted on FS1, so oh really? Yeah, yeah. Not. yeah. I do find it like I feel like I actually am watching less of the other teams this year. Yeah, me too. Where like at late at night, after there would be like I'd be on you know YouTube TV and I'd see LFC playing and I'd actually watch the entire game mm-hmm. sitting up having a glass of wine because it was on I'm not finding myself clicking on mm. other teams to watch mm. um, which is I mean if I'm not doing it nobody's doing it or mm. very few That's people interesting I would have thought are you doing it are you? are you clicking on other games honestly no but I'm like I'm really bad that way like I obsess about watching Atlanta United games. Yeah, but I think that's hardly the, anything else. That's, that's the ma- yeah. don't you think that's the majority of? MLS I used to be. I didn't even watch the MLS playoffs because we weren't yeah. in it. Where we but d- in it, did but you find yourself no watching last year? Like if you had watched Atlanta United game, and on the same station there was like a back. There's a game in, on the on the West Coast that ha- happened a little bit. To be I, fair, no, no, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I would catch like random games. I'd be like way. on Fox. Yeah. Like, you'd be flipping through, like, on a Sunday I'm really bad that way. Y'all are, like, real soccer fans. <laughs> I'm only, like, I'm an obsessive soccer yeah. fan. <laughs> Who's on the chat here? We got... Uh, Strong. Strong. I don't know. Are you watching other games outside of Atlanta United? Just curious. Yeah, you can weigh in on the what, chat. Yes, weigh in, because, yeah, do. am I an anomaly here, or is this kind of a trend? But I think I I'm know. kind of... I'm like cats. So it's, like, very much... Atlanta United is playing at this time. Click on it. 
your programming is over. It's not like I have I've to been, say, like, you want to know else. how pathetic I am? Ooh, right? please do tell. So, you know, the Premier League, the only thing that was interesting is the relegation battle, right? Uh-huh. And I was still clicking over a lot of times to watch the Man United game, which meant oh, yeah. nothing. But oh, Jared, you wanted to Because that's my team, right? right. I'm like, I want to, and I was, I wanted us when? to be over Newcastle. But um, that's pathetic because that meant nothing. But you want to still see your team, like Troy. But that's team. what I'm thinking. I was I'm yeah. saying I'm obsessive about seeing my team, that's so true. I'll watch my team over uh, anything. Do you think you're going to beat City in that fake? Like I've literally watched. I think there's one Atlanta United game ever that I didn't see. What really? Ever. Okay, people. If y'all ever say. <laughs> The cats is not dedicated <laughs> yeah. to this whole thing. If you wonder whether he's analyzing whether we're playing fullbacks up or, or not, <laughs> this is your guy. Because so, even like 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 I couldn't get the game when I was down in Panama, yeah. but I still came back and watched amazing. Watch <laughs> but, amazing. You know. God bless you. So, t- Tyson, you think United is going to beat City in the FA Cup final? I think Man United is going to beat City. Yeah. Is there a reason why? Do you have, yeah, because um, early, Ten Hag said it was so. Oh, no, well, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, Tyson. I didn't mean it. And, uh, and earlier in the year, United beat them as well. Right. And uh, Victor Lindelof's been playing pretty well, and Veron speaks for himself. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I would feel really good if we still had Lissandro Martinez. Yeah. But Casemiro is playing really, really well. And uh, uh, we got Rashford back. We got the whole the gang's all back. Yeah. And so City's also got to balance the even have Garnacho Champion League, and they final. have to worry because they have the Champions League final a week later that they're thinking about, um, which is way more important, right? Obviously. Well, at this point, they're feeling treble, treble, treble. But I think to Every, me, the, everyone would agree. The psychology is all for Man United because. You know, it's so hard to win the treble. And the only team ever to win the treble was 99 Man United in England. And so Manchester City would tie that team, right? So those players do not want Man United to lose the soul. Man Man United is playing for that prize. Oh, my God. I mean, the fans... Right? Normally yeah. they have 12 beers. Those guys are going to be 17, 19 beers before kickoff. Is that is that played at Wembley? Where's the... Where's the yes, okay. it's always at Wembley, the FA yeah. Cup final. And then uh, City plays... Was it Inter or AC? Milan. They play Inter. Inter Milan. Yeah, Inter beat AC Milan. I don't think they have a chance, do they? No. <laughs> so no, that's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Now everybody says that, and you know, there's always a fluke, right? Yeah. But... Like um, what is what? What are the players on Inter Milan? There's uh, Lukaku. <laughs> so he's on loan from Chelsea. Yes, yeah, there's Andre Onana. Yeah, they've got a good team. Hendrik yeah. Mkhitaryan, Man yeah, Mc, player. Mkhitaryan, Darmian, yeah. Darmian, a former. So Lukaku's living the, the dream on the loan castles. again, away from the madness at Chelsea. He's really good, except for when he was at Man United. <laughs> yeah, there's Lautaro Martinez. Mm-hmm. Brozovic. Um, yeah, Lautaro Martinez, the Argentinian, real good. Yeah. yeah, they got a good team, but I mean, if you watch Man City, oh my God, yeah, they really can play football. That I mean, that pounding they gave Real Madrid was yeah. like, it, I mean, it it basically reminded it me was, of Italy 1990. They're like dribbling around in the box and like somebody shoot it. <laughs> we don't have to. We was, will shoot yeah. when we are good and ready. Yeah. <laughs> we want to taunt with you some more, uh-huh. and then blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh look, we got another another 
viewers talking. Lataro Martinez. There you go. Yes. Commenting, right? So there you go. <laughs> Man City the, the are all controlled. I, I can never say this word. I can never say this word. <laughs> yes. I agree. They, I mean, they so were, that's what Pep does is he's got them so drilled into those different holes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny because Pep is this controversial, you know, is like, it's free total football, but it's so programmed total football. Yeah. They know their movements or whatever. So it's kind of yeah. like a contrast. It's an enigma within Pep, a riddle within Pep itself. Pep does have a loss at the Etihad, though, finally. He's terrible in the Champions League. He tends just, to tinker. Just last week, Pep lost at the Etihad. I know, and he tends to tinker in the finals. He's lost a bunch of finals. No, Pep Guardiola lost at the Etihad. I don't think you're listening to me. Yes, <laughs> I know. You're talking about Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. <laughs> oh, man, you spoiled it. Sorry. Sorry. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. All right. Strong. Yeah, uh, yes, Marino gets it tomorrow. From the bottom of my heart, people, I apologize. Yeah, I should I not have said that. I, I hope every single podcast listener was up to date on the episode. Sorry. All right. Well, have we talked about it all, Dave? Carmen? Talked about a lot. Ty? I, I think we've talked about I think well, so. I talked about it all. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in on the chat. Excited we got some uh, some people tuned in on yeah, the YouTube definitely. and the stream. And looking for a win tomorrow, regardless of the bet. Let's bring it home tomorrow at home. Should be fun. Should be fun. I'm going to be there in person. I can't wait. Okay. All right. Take th- care. Baby. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Rohan, Danny Rohan.